Hello, and welcome to Comic Book Herald's DC Event Leviathan Full Event Review. I'm your host, Dave Busing, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. Today we're going to be doing a post-game report on the entire event, including tie-ins. You can find a full reading order over on ComicBookHerald.com. That's where I do all sorts of reading order guides, commentary, analysis on the state of comics, both big two and otherwise. You can find full DC Rebirth and Brian Michael Bendis Superman line reading orders over there. I'll include links in the show notes for the YouTube channel. Please like and subscribe if you like the content here, as well as the Best Comics Ever podcast. Please subscribe if you enjoy that as well. But it's going to be all Event Leviathan all the time here. Let's get into how DC Event Leviathan wrapped up. Issue number six came out today. It's the conclusion and finally the reveal of who is Leviathan. DC six issue Event Leviathan comes to a close with the final chapter on Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maleev's superhero mystery that has perpetually asked us the question, who is Event Leviathan? Today I'll be answering, how is the full Event Leviathan story and is it worth reading? Who is Event Leviathan? But only after warning you, in case you do want to read it first, and how Event Leviathan is emblematic of DC's larger problems throughout all of 2019. Event Leviathan began in late May 2019 and concludes in November 2019, following up on seeds planted in the pages of a Leviathan Rising story by Brian Michael Bendis and Steve Epting. During the Road to Event Leviathan, which I've captured both in video and in the Event Leviathan reading order on CBH, a new villain and organization known as Leviathan are systematically destroying the intelligence agencies of the DC Universe. Properties like Spiral, Shade, and Argus, and characters like Sam Lane, Lois Lane's dad, and Amanda Waller are all attacked, blown up, or disappeared by this Leviathan, who claims to be ushering in a better way for the world. Leviathan's ethos is reminiscent of bitter former heroes recognizing that their traditional methods of beating up bad guys and sending them to escapable jails is not curing the world of all that ails it. I think actually one of the first thoughts a lot of people had and definitely that I had was similar to the Red Hood, Jason Todd, and you know his post under the Red Hood story arc, which has been um, you know a Robin who was killed by the Joker coming back and telling Batman, you need to end the Joker, your way is not working. Leviathan, I think, is... Evoking a similar ethos, but on much larger, a much larger scale. For my money, Event Leviathan is the continuation of the spy games Brian Michael Bendis and friends built in the pages of Action Comics, and that's where the story should have stayed. Truly, if Event Leviathan six issues were just Action Comics number one thousand and twelve through Action Comics number one thousand seventeen, I genuinely believe I'd still feel generally positive about Action Comics. Looking back at my mid-year picks for DC's best of twenty nineteen. I had Action Comics right in the middle of the pack. If you throw in an arc by Bendis and Maleev, a creative team that did work on Daredevil I'll always consider transformative in my own assessment of modern superhero comics, it's really likely I would have been tempted to keep action high on my favorites from the publisher. This is all um, you know, extended by the fact that this event story will continue in the pages of Action Comics number 1018. But I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Nonetheless... If, again, like the distinction here is if this was just Bendis continuing his spy games in Superman comics, in action comics specifically, I think I would feel more favorably about it than segmenting it off and calling it a DC Universe event. It's easy to forget now, but Superman Leviathan Rising Special Number 1 was a legitimately exciting moment for DC Comics. An oversized issue that effectively built the mystery of Action's Leviathan and teased the coming Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane series as part of the Superman line. 
Plus, Action Comics was reveling in some genuinely fun additions to the Superman mythos, including Clark and Lois's alter egos in the world of Spiral's spies. I love Chaz. Chaz Superman is an excellent Bendis edition. The problem, of course, is that here we are six months later, and that special was the peak of the entire event Leviathan affair. It is extremely challenging to pull off superhero mystery comics based around a big reveal. This hasn't stopped DC from hungrily grasping at the hook of a big reveal, and we can probably blame Identity Crisis and even Watchmen for this. Uh, they've done it this year, whether it's Heroes in Crisis or Event Leviathan. And the problem with waiting as long as Event Leviathan does to reveal the answer is that unless the mystery is deeply interesting, the delay actually has the effect of diminishing the question. Not Renee Montoya the question, she's still cool as hell on the pages of Lois Lane. But here we are with an answer to who is Leviathan, and I generally lost interest a long while ago. At its core, there are a lot of ideas within Event Leviathan that feel tantalizing. The mystery of the Leviathan requires the assemblage of the greatest detectives in the DC Universe, which here means Robin, Damian Wayne, Batman, Lois Lane, Green Arrow, Plastic Man, Question, and Manhunter. It's an odd team, to be sure, but idiosyncratic enough to show promise. Green Arrow and Damian Wayne have shown a surprising amount of chemistry since DC Metal, actually, and both Plastic Man and Lois Lane have a nice way of needling Batman when he's at his grouchiest. Kate Spencer, Manhunter, is definitely the oddest addition, but considering the character's been more or less MIA since her quite underrated 2000s heyday, her return is actually pretty welcome. As a full-scale event, Event Leviathan is simultaneously tight, I have 14, now I think 15 issues listed on my CBH reading order, uh, but it's tight and it's confused. The non-main event or action comics issues come from Supergirl, Silencer, technically, and Wonder Woman Annual Number 3. Only Supergirl could be considered in any way additive, so while Event Leviathan gets credit for not overburdening readers with disconnected tie-ins, its worthwhile read ratio is still very, very low. Even Stranger, Action Comics, the Bendis-written series that got us here, becomes less and less focused on Event Leviathan over time, to the point that I haven't even included the most recent issues in the event reading order. This is genuinely strange. <laughs> I think, like, the expectation is if a creator is launching an event out of one of the comics that they write, 99% of the time, that comic also ties into the event. Um, an example would be like Donny Cates writing Venom and Absolute Carnage. You know, it would be quite strange if Venom suddenly decided to tell a non-Absolute Carnage-related story. That's what Bendis has been doing in Action Comics for like two or three issues. It's kind of bonkers. Honestly, I think Event Leviathan speaks more broadly to a huge problem DC Comics has had throughout 2019. Their line of comics is horrendously disconnected and their events claim major ramifications that never really get supported outside of the primary creator's attentions. In the case of Event Leviathan, like I just mentioned, the ramifications have even begun to slip from Bendis' own action comics. Through 2019 to date, we have Event Leviathan, part of the Superman line by Brian Michael Bendis et al., as well as a whole host of others. Heroes in Crisis, part of the Tom King, Clayman, Mitch Gerardsverse. You're the Villain, part of the Justice League line by Scott Snyder et al., Doomsday Clock, part of the Jeff Johns, Gary Frank vision for the entire universe, and technically also Legion of Superheroes Millennium, which is the other half of the Superman line by Bendis. Okay, long story short, it's an absolute muddled mess. Now, you could make a case that if these stories stood on their own as strong superhero comics, the continuity tangles wouldn't necessarily be that big a deal, but by and large, 
they don't stand on their own. And Big Two events inherently reflect some sort of status quo shift for parts of the shared universe. Otherwise, why not sell it as part of a single series, like I argued for Event Leviathan in Action Comics? Sweeping accusations thrown at editorial are too common, I think, by comics, you know, critics. But in the case of five disconnected major events over the span of a single year, it's a failure of editorial to ensure cohesion and coherence across their properties. Event Leviathan suffers because it's a story involving DC's biggest players, Superman, Batman, you know, even Batgirl, all at the heart of this. And it's unclear how or if that will in any way impact stories in the pages of Justice League, where those same players are currently awash in Year of the Villain. Speaking of lousy 2019s, DC's Brian Michael Bendis has spent the back half of 2019 burning through just about all the goodwill he built up in his first year with DC Comics. Because of his status in the industry as one of the biggest comic book writers that he with the big two, for nearly 20 years, Bendis gets a ton of flack, and some of it's earned, but much of it's overstated. His 2010s work at Marvel was very uneven, but also does include things like Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Miles Morales and a really nice return to Jessica Jones. The jump to DC was a smart one. It was well-timed, but met with a lot of reservations from longtime readers, even fans, who wondered if he'd simply lost his fastball. Mostly, though, the likes of Superman Action Comics and the Batman Universe stories, originally sold as Walmart giant-sized exclusives, are solid to very good, at least until the summer. When two events, the aforementioned of Leviathan and whatever Legion of Superheroes Millennium is supposed to be, completely sent his creative output into a tailspin. Next up, spoilers for Leviathan's identity. If you don't want to know who Leviathan actually is, I recommend ending the video now, ending the podcast now. Please like, subscribe <laughs> if you enjoyed the content. Otherwise, here comes some discussion about who Leviathan actually is. 2020 will be a telling year for both Bendis and DC. There's a lot of optimism around his recently launched Legion of Superheroes with the excellent Ryan Sook and with Jonathan Kent cast in the Super Bowl, Superboy role. I was pretty unimpressed by the first issue, but again, it's a single issue. Likewise, the Superman line of comics has a chance to recover after Event Leviathan. Predictably yet depressingly, Action Comics will explicitly be following up on the reveal of Leviathan's identity. In Event Leviathan number 6, we learn that it's former Manhunter Mark Shaw who has been behind the Leviathan organization, pulling from the legacy of the Manhunters to revamp a familiar threat in the DC Universe. Honestly, if I was more invested in Event Leviathan, if I thought higher of it, and if it's unclear, I do not. I think this was really a dud. There would be a lot to say about the Manhunters. Their relationship to the Green Lantern Corps and the Guardians of Oa, the really excellent Archie Goodwin and Walt Simonson, Paul Kirk Manhunter miniseries, or even the Manhunters' major role in the Green Lantern Earth One graphic novel. As it is, though, with the exception of Kate Spencer's now-telling presence in the not-so-shadows of this not-so-event, it's a pretty out-of-left-field reveal. Personally, I prefer when a mystery like this reveals someone who has actually been a part of the story all along and is simply unexpected. The final act introduction of a brand new player kind of sucks. And yes, I know Mark Shaw, Manhunter, is a character who has been in DC Comics since like 1975. Um, you know, he plays a role in Manhunter-related events, whether it be Millennium in the 80s or again, you know, the Kate Spencer series um, with some of those Infinite Crisis crossovers in the mid-2000s. But Mark Shaw is not a name that we've been playing with in the pages of Action or Event Leviathan, or if he has, it was so under the radar as to come out of left field to me. So... A Superman vs. the Manhunters story on its face in the pages of Action Comics is not a bad idea. Pulling out six issues, calling them an event, 
and with you know tie-ins that really are not additive to the work did not help this book i think it was a a book full of potential again i really like bendis and belief together as partners i think believes work here in the dc universe um i think at this point we know what to expect <laughs> from Alex Maleev. If you loved his work on Daredevil, if you liked even his work with Bendis on like Moon Knight, you know, that's m- a lot of what you're going to be getting. The pacing here is extraordinarily slow. And for a six issue event, it is frankly too slow. It's too much of people sitting around talking, which often gets used as a Bendis critique. But in, in this instance you know i often like that i often like people having conversations the problem with this event is when they're just talking about a mystery and talking about the need to solve the mystery is that very little progress is actually being made you know i again like people don't really solve this mystery so much as eventually superman just meets leviathan and he shows him who he is so all in all event leviathan for me is a bust it's not a worthwhile read um, I was very disappointed by this event. I hope Action Comics, and frankly, the Bendis Superman line in general, inclusive of Legion of Superheroes, can get back on track from here because DC has invested a fair amount in Bendis writing good Superman stories. And I have to say, like, throughout 2018, I was very excited by the prospect of him sort of being rejuvenated in a big two medium with Superman comics and with his Jinx World line. And again, like, Bendis is a creator with a lot of great ideas and a lot of potential, um, and he's been doing it for 20 years. You know, he has a, a, a if you don't like his writing straight up, he's not going to sell you on it now, but if you've been a fan of the past of things like Daredevil, of things like Avengers, you know, his Marvel works, um, of things like Ultimate Comics Spider-Man, which I love, there's potential, right? Like, we know the Superman line can be good. I hope post-event Leviathan we get back to that stage, but I'm not super optimistic after this event. Um, it's a bust. If you're haven't read it if you're considering reading it uh really i only recommend it as part of you know like the superman line connective tissue because obviously it's a a fairly big thing the tie-ins are again mostly not not necessary so all in all post game report this is kind of a failure uh a dc event it did not work particularly well if you do want to catch up on it you know i've got the reading order in the show notes you can get all that tie-in fill in um, and again, if you're doing the action comic Superman Bendis binge, you have to read it. It's a big part of that. But otherwise, I would say this is a stay away from me. So thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the Event Leviathan Postgame Report. I'm Dave Busing, again, founder and editor-in-chief of comicbookherald.com. If you like the conversations here, uh, please like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go to comicbookherald.com, check out the content, or subscribe to the Best Comics Ever podcast to hear more comics conversation coming up. Uh, shortly, I've got videos coming up uh, back to the X-Men verse over on the Marvel side. We're going to be talking Fallen Angels number one came out today, as well as X-Men number two. So check out the channel, check out the podcast for that. Otherwise, thanks everybody for listening and enjoy the comics. Hey.